0: Hello Dreamers, this is Janine
1: and Stephanie, and
0: welcome to The Course of Course, episode 58. Yay! This is our second one of the year, third one of the year. It's
1: 2017, it's, and it's 20 February.
0: It is February 2017. But we've lost track. And we've <laughs> lost track of all time, <laughs> which is fine, actually. A lot of stuff has been happening. We had talked off mic that, from a political perspective, lots of things are happening. It's been a few weeks... Last time we talked, there's an inaugural, and we had a new president, and now we're just sort of, you know. you um,
1: like he's done a hundred days' worth of things within
0: correct. a day period. It has been very active, I will say that. Mm-hmm. And it's also provided a certain segment of the population a lot of forgiveness opportunities. Definitely. Which is always good. And we had said before that one of the, let's just call it a blessing, of this particular president is he is sort of bringing to light some things that we have to think through that maybe the electorate has gotten a little complacent on things like i don't know freedom of expression freedom of the press equality things like that i think we have taken it taken it for granted i mean there's still constitutional gifts that have been given to us as citizens but now, all of a sudden, we're talking about them in a way we hadn't talked about in a very long time.
1: It just seems like there's a lot of separation and division going on instead of uni- unity, unifying.
0: It does seem like that. Yeah. Gary, Bernard had talked about a number of times that when you have a bunch of people together, human beings just naturally separate. That's how the universe works. It's mm-hmm. all this separation going on. And man, have we been separated as a country. Not just politically, but I think philosophically. Mm -hmm. And maybe spiritually, a lot of stuff is happening that we didn't see in the previous administrations. But you know what? Sometimes it's good to shake things up.
1: This is true.
0: Thomas Jefferson had said that we should have a revolution every generation.
1: Like you can reborn and be new with new thought, new systems.
0: Right. I definitely think that's what's going to happen. I think we're going through that tumultuous time where we're trying to figure out who we are again, an identity as a country. And the old way of doing things, not that it was bad, I think that we are seeing that change. And whoever comes in after this current president really is going to be inheriting a completely different landscape.
1: It will be interesting to see if he even makes it through. You know, so like if the VP steps up, I think we're talking about. 2020 or whenever the next right. election is. Cory Booker, I think they're thinking of, and Kamala Harris.
0: Kamala, yeah. She's a... Um,
1: California yeah. senator.
0: Yeah. Is mm-hmm. she a senator or a rep?
1: She's a senator. She's a senator, okay. She took over, was it Barbara Boxer who left?
0: You know, she has impressed me. I think she's out there, and she's very erudite, and she speaks well, and, mm-hmm. you know, I love to see women who are kind of self-actualizing, in the political realm because they just haven't had a whole lot of opportunity to do that. We certainly have seen it the last 20 years, but now because of Hillary's run for president, at least women are getting their due when they should have had it for a while.
1: It does seem like the scales are kind of balancing out. I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done in terms of fair pay and fair benefits and fairness, but it's unfolding.
0: Well, one of the nice things that I suppose the chaos has provided us is sort of a glimpse into what government really should be doing or not doing. What is government's role, Mm -hmm. right? Because Mm -hmm. before, I think, we're just like, okay, well, the president will take care of it, and, you know, the the House and Senate will just do what they do, and now everything's like, wait a minute. Everything becomes a conversation all of a sudden.
1: Yeah, I heard that... There's some environmental things that have been rolled back, like they can dump coal fuel right, or coal regulation into the water and streams and. The guy who's now in charge of the EPA is suited a dozen times and thinks it should be dismantled. Like, there's some weird kind of stuff going on. And I
0: think the Secretary of Education mm-hmm. wanted to get rid of education.
1: Yeah, who went to private schools who never experienced public education, mm-hmm. like most of us have.
0: Right. Yeah, so this will be entertaining, <laughs> for sure. It's
1: so crazy how the ego puts you, like, in all these fantasies. All these fantasies are just unfolding and spinning.
0: Speaking of the ego putting us into fantasies, let's talk about chapter 16 Mm -hmm. in the course. Mm -hmm. And that's about special relationships. Mm -hmm. Because we've both been dealing with them in slightly different ways. Mm. But I think everybody is affected by special relationships.
1: It's the ego's number one device. So It yes. is
0: indeed. It's very easy, at least for me, to get sucked into special relationships. And I have been really, I was going to say bigly. I literally was going to say I've been bigly, <laughs> as an ode to the current prez, um, affected by special relationships in my life. And it's really been on the romantic side. It's been pretty easy for me to get pulled into the fantasy of, oh, that guy, I love him so much. He's, he's so great. He's the love of my life, blah, blah, blah. And as I've gotten older, I'm so jaded now. I can't see that. I just think it's a joke. Yes, part I'm, of my charm.
1: On Valentine's Day, I decided to just read it out loud and very slowly. And it's peeling the onion again. And it's reminding us that you know, we have this guilt from separating from God, and where are we going to put the guilt? So we're going to project it, and it has to be projected into a body. And then since the body doesn't want it, we project it into the special relationship, into another body. And then we, like, want to kill them because of the guilt, and they want to kill us. And it's like, how could you ever have love, true love, or a holy relationship under those kinds of circumstances exactly
0: i am somewhere between a special relationship and a holy relationship i would not call it one way or the other but the blessing of this one is i'm no longer attached to it which is huge for me considering i've had many of these and i don't feel the same pull as i did before it feels a lot more freeing like okay well This relationship is what it is. I'm no longer putting meaning in it. Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: So that's a big accomplishment for me, especially in this lifetime of having many, many of these.
1: Yeah, it sounds freeing where you can just enjoy it for what it is without having to have ideas of how it's supposed to be.
0: Diane Sawyer, you know, the famous um, news person, she had given an interview about her husband who had, Uh, passed away recently, Mike Nichols. Mm -hmm. And she was saying, you know, they got together later in life and they had made like conscious conversation that they would not put expectations on each other. They would let each other be as free as possible, but Mm -hmm. still be within the relationship. And I thought that was such a lovely thing.
1: Yeah, it's a high-minded way to co-create it.
0: Very Mm high-minded. It would be great if you could do that when you're younger, but I definitely see that it would only work for me As I've gotten older.
1: I think that's because maturity happens over time. And self-reflection and growth.
0: Right. But I think there are people who are just a little more advanced earlier on. That probably could do that. Mm -hmm. We were talking about our favorite HGTV personalities. (laughs) (laughs) um, Joanna and Chip Gaines. Uh And I've read their book. Their book's amazing. They kind of seem to me like they're a little more advanced spiritually.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I think it happy. oozes out of them. Oh,
0: completely. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They seem happy and, and thrilled with their life. And I think they've self-created pretty impressively.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: As a couple and individually. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So I think special relationships, although delicious, can be very destructive. I was just talking yeah. to a friend of mine who was going through her own kind of dark night of the soul... With special relationships. And it it takes a while to be able to look at them. And realize what they are.
1: Yeah. That's a. That's like a stab in the heart. Or something. You know.
0: Well when you get so attached to the fantasy. And so attached to. I love this person so much. And they love me so much. Mm -hmm. And yet everybody around them could see. Oh no. That's not going to last. That's a mess. Mm -hmm. But when you're right there in it, it's impossible to be able to pull the camera out and get a wide view. Mm -hmm. You just don't want to see it. Your ego won't allow it.
1: Yeah, it's that hostage to the ego or host to God. Exactly. And the special relationship is the number one weapon of the ego. So it's logical in this dimension that it would want to project itself into getting into a special relationship to keep us so preoccupied. That we forget who we are.
0: Yeah, and the special relationship doesn't really have to be romantic. I mean, we have a lot of special relationships at work. I've fallen into that trap too. I think I'm slowly moving out of it. It's been a huge learning experience for me in the past few years. And I definitely credit the course for providing the impetus for me to look at things differently. Mm-hmm. So, yay for the Course.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Holy Instant is just constantly in the moment of remembering of giving the illusion over, the forgiveness.
0: Yeah, that Holy Instant is so important. And because it's an instant, we don't really think too much about it. I mean, instants can happen like that, right?
1: But it's the miracle. It's that shift in perception. So, any moment that we choose to see the situation as the observer with God, instead of as a body... Who's attacking another body or being attacked? That's an opportunity, and that's what I think building the muscle and building the bridge back to God is all about—is remembering who we really
0: are. So something happened at work. I have a couple special. I have a number of special relationships at work. Not that they're negative. It's just they're special relationships. Obviously, not holy relationships. And there's a guy and a gal who one works for the other. The guy works for the gal who are kind of like big complainers. They just complain all the time. There's always something to complain about. Mm -hmm. And I'm, part of my job is to make sure that people collaborate. So I am all about how can we work together and find a solution. And they are all about, well, you should have done this, or this person should have done that. (laughs) Right? So it's just they see things from a completely different lens than I do. It's
1: like they're projecting outward. They're trying to blame other people Correct. for things not happening. So the guy
0: had sent an email um, complaining about something. One of the many myriad of things that he complains about on a weekly basis. Mm. He's not a bad person. He's actually very nice and friendly to my face. Uh-huh. But he hides behind email. And so I got that email on Friday, and I'm getting so much better at this. I just didn't reply. Mm. It's like, well, I don't have to take that bait. That's where? ego bait right there where, where, in right? front of me, right? Where, where, where? So I thought... I'm going to reply eventually. I can't just ignore it. But I don't want to reply out of ego. I want to reply out of love. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, I had to spend some time to think it through. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have done that before. I would have immediately reacted, and it would have been negative. Mm -hmm. And I thought, what does this guy really want? He probably wants confrontation. He probably wants something I'm just not giving him. It's like, I will acknowledge what he's saying. Okay. I understand where you're coming from. However... (laughs) This is basically what we're doing, and this is why we're doing it. It's like he won't get what he's asking for, but I can do it in a more loving way than kind of throwing it in his face, which is what I probably would have done in the past mm-hmm. because I'm smarter, and I can craft email way better, and <laughs> I know words. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I know I could have done it, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't have served me, and it wouldn't have served him. Mm-hmm. It's like getting to the point now where I'm not in that I'm gonna crush you. Yeah, stage reacting. with my super big brain, and you know, mm-hmm. now it's kind of like how can we find a middle ground where we both can find love? I don't know if he's gonna go there, but I am.
1: That's great. But like it you're does not take attack back. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no. Take the high road.
0: Right, but the high road is going to be filled with some very, very well crafted words. <laughs> you know, it's not like I'm, I'm letting this one go necessarily. Mm-hmm. It needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can address it in a way that isn't so much in his face. So that's, you know, that's progress, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But for me, I'm not quick with it yet. So let's just say an advanced person might be able to like turn that around quickly. I still need time. I still need time for my ego to settle down. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, hold on, let's take a break ego, go get some coffee, <laughs> and then I'll deal with it. So I hope I get to the point where I'm able to just shift in that um, holy instant. Boom.
1: It's wonderful that you can recognize it, and you can go take a walk around the block or whatever and just kind of clear your mind.
0: But I also, it became jack. very clear to me how words can tweak us. Simple words in an email can tweak us so easily. Not The words have no power. It's our meaning of them.
1: Yeah, It's, like it's when, how we read it. When Gary was on the internet when DU first came out and yeah. he would get obsessed that's with what a good people example. were writing about. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling attacked and wanting to defend oneself. Uh, that's what the ego wants, right? It oh, just yeah. wants to keep the treadmill
0: going of tit for tat. And I can see, again, it's that deliciousness. It's like, I'm going to get right in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put my dukes up and I'm going to fight this. This injustice. And we're seeing this a lot politically too. Yeah, it is displaying, isn't
1: it? Eloquently.
0: (laughs) I have been trying to stay away from the politics of it. The reality is I switched television. I no longer have cable TV. Now I just stream TV. So I don't have a DVR anymore I'm not saving shows to watch it has changed my life by the way I, bet. I am no longer chained to the TV in fact sometimes I don't even turn it on which is huge for me uh-huh. I don't really care but the news I'm getting literally is from Twitter uh-huh. so I'm getting it in like 160 characters or less <laughs> gotta say it's pretty good
1: yeah I've definitely been unplugging I feel like with the winter and all the rain and weather we've been having and crazy schedules. It's like the last thing I want to do is fill up my energy with crazy news stories.
0: But I was, I, on Twitter, there are these rogue kind of Twitter accounts. And these are people who are either in the White House and they're leaking information via Twitter or they set up rogue accounts for like NASA or the Park Service, that kind of thing. I, I was fixated on them. Like, I would check them every day. What's going on? What's happening in the White House? Give give me more leaks. It was like, it was like mainlining a drug. (laughs) And I had to slow that down because I thought, why am I so fixated? Mm -hmm. What do I care? I don't even know if these leaks are real. I don't even know if these people are real.
1: None of it's real. None of it's real.
0: (laughs) I will see snippets. So, if I'm watching the news in the morning when I'm getting ready to go to work or something, I will see snippets. But I'm not watching CNN feed. I'm not watching any of that anymore. Mm -mm. but I have friends who are, and Mm -hmm. man, are they invested. They're the ones that will text me during the day saying, you're not going to believe what the president just did or just said or whatever. So I suppose it's nice to have people who are really into it that are just giving me a digest so I don't have to watch it.
1: Yeah, like that one weekend I was unplugged and you said... You didn't know they were at the airports writing. Like yeah, like, come boat. on, you dummy. <laughs> I had no clue. Yeah. I was in my own world. Um, I, I feel like I'm half in and half out. I'm mm. getting some of it, but not all of it.
0: I, it felt like we were more invested when Obama was in office. And the thing is, there wasn't a whole lot of drama going on. I don't remember this level of drama ever.
1: you right. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely historical.
0: It just seems like every day there's something happening. Like there are, it is very entertaining. <laughs> I there was a press conference the other day that was just nuts. I didn't watch it, but I've only I've heard, and I think the late night TV shows had a field day with it. But it's that kind of to me that our current president, although to be president you have to have a really big ego anyway, but this one is big, bigly.
1: I heard it was a 90-minute press conference, I say in air quotes, press Mm -hmm. conference, because it wasn't really a question and answer like normal press conferences. (laughs) It was more like, hey, I won the election by this many votes, and these people illegally voted. Like, he's still lost in that whole story. So, whatever. I've just given up on the whole thing.
0: This is a different country now. And I think it's also kind of a reminder to not get too attached to being an American or being a European or being whomever. I mean, we are human. We need to get more in touch with us, identifying as human.
1: Or maybe less as human. Like, I've been trying to go within. And from what I'm reading from the course, it's all about going within and kind of denying or, you know, like giving over all the illusions. It's
0: a little harder to tell people in our daily life you know I'm going within and I'm denying you (laughs) You (laughs) well I I wouldn't (laughs) core students get it but you know if you're not a core student and we're still in the massive minority
1: I've been focused on extension and increase which is what they talk about for love and trying to slow things down and using the flower essences and working with nature to help me bridge that gap between me and the other world, like it's just right there on the other side of the veil. And I want to look for that on the other side and and extend myself towards
0: it. I find this dance that we have to dance in our third dimension dream fascinating in the sense that what you were just talking about is not attachment and you know going within and, you know, the expansion of our spiritual state. But yet, we're both very interested in owning a piece of literal land. So it's like, again, living in the two worlds at one time.
1: Well, for me, that owning of land, I feel, would be really healthy for me because I could get out of the city with the traffic and the hubbub and I would have a different experience that would be calmer. Like, I'm trying to slow down. I'm trying to have time to go within You know, the course doesn't say that you have to meditate for hours. For me, I'm realizing that when I can slow down, then I can remember. Like, when I can have two or three days of of withdrawing from the crazy train, that's when I get really psychic and, like, really in tune and everything's just humming at a great place. And then work happens, you know, and it pulls me back out. So I, I seek to have a much calmer experience.
0: Sure. I'm talking more about the irony of, you know, wanting to go within and yet also having the desire to be planted in third dimension in owning land. It's mm-hmm. like that odd dichotomy, mm-hmm. you know, like I struggle with, I'm a spiritual person and this is just a dream and it doesn't exist. And yet I still have to take care of my dad who's having surgery or, you know what I mean? It's like that constant back and forth
1: Oh, sure. Life if, pulls at us in so many ways. and this crazy, Especially crazy dream. <laughs> issues. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I wonder if
0: there are people who have a non-dramatic family life.
1: I think every family is complicated. I feel like there's addiction, and there's financial loss, and there's unemployment, and there's all kinds mm. of pressures. And... I don't know how people are going to get through it. Somehow everyone usually does, but it's not easy. It's just, I feel like everything on earth, the experience is just the opposite of love. So, of course, it's going to be complicated and, and hard and not fun. I mean, there's a little bit of fun. That's the carrot, the little piece of heaven. But it's mostly hell.
0: No, I agree. I mean, it sounds like dire, right? <laughs> but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> if I, I could just end it now, I would. But the weird thing is, our lifespans, our lifetimes are so long, yeah. you know, in this third dimension mess.
1: I think time is important because it takes time to undo the mind. And it, you have to be vigilant. And unless we're... Like Gary, where they're just coming at us, and some somehow it's been already pre-paved over time, and it just like lights up and opens up, which it's not my experience. You know, I have to work at it. But
0: well, speaking of Gary, um, he sent out an email, a communication to people. Mm-hmm. It's pretty extraordinary. He felt compelled or moved to provide psychic readings with Art and Persa. For the next couple months. Which is amazing. I don't think he's ever done this before.
1: Yeah. I think it said a one hour. Counseling session with him. And if we had a question for Art and Pursa. He could ask and see if they want to join or not.
0: Right. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. So. It'll be interesting to see how many people take him up on that offer. I'm assuming a lot of people will.
1: That was on the Disappearance of the Universe Yahoo group post. If you want to look back for that.
0: I think he also sent out another email blast oh good yeah I believe so and so that's uh, for the next two months through April I think mm-hmm. is that correct mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there's an email to uh, contact him and set up uh, an appointment
1: yes we're both gonna do it
0: yes we are <laughs> well why would you walk away from that opportunity you exactly. know
1: exactly I mean part of me was like ah, oh, you know Psychic it's going to tell me about my future. It's like, who cares? It's already scripted. It's just going to happen however it's going to happen. But then it's like, how could I not take advantage of that opportunity? So
0: take advantage, yeah. Yeah. It would be even better if we could do it in person.
1: (laughs) Yes, it would be. That would be good. So being in person, we are going to go to ashland oregon in august yes Uh, mikey lemieux is hosting a one-day workshop with gary and cindy sweet
0: mikey lemieux
1: in august it's on the facebook you can contact mikey and we've registered so we're going to be traveling up there if anyone wants to join us in oregon
0: author of dude where's my jesus fish
1: yep the greatest hits of art and Persa.
0: yeah a really great book if you haven't gotten it you should
1: yes and then also Jackie and Cindy, we want to do a plug for them. They're going to be in Virginia, Richmond, Virginia. So if you're anywhere in the DC, West Virginia, Baltimore, you know, Pennsylvania kind of area.
0: And Did what's be, the dates on that?
1: It's March 25th. It's a Saturday. Oh, that's coming up. And it's only 65 bucks. It's a half-day workshop on a course of miracles
0: that's totally worth
1: it and you can find that on the 24th hour podcast or probably on Cindy's page there's register information a, a woman named Ruth has a website that she's posted oh, great. to sign up and that's also on our Facebook page I just posted it
0: fantastic mm-hmm. lots of opportunities to mm-hmm. see some pretty amazing people
1: and then our last shout out would be to James Kelly who's coming in from Finhorn Absolutely. He's coming to the United States to introduce us to the Miracle Choice Game, which is a board game based around A Course in Miracles.
0: Can you remind us what Findhorn is?
1: Findhorn is a nature research center in Scotland that is very special to me because that's where Dorothy McLean and Eileen Caddy and Peter Caddy was working with the nature spirits and Devas, which I'm super into. And lived at a community in Massachusetts that was based off of four people who lived at Finhorn. So, Finhorn had a board game there. I don't know if his game is based kind of off that with the Course in Miracles twist. But he will be in Venice, California, which is in our neighborhood at the Mystic Bookstore around April 21, 22, something like that. So, you can keep your eyes out for that. And we'll probably will go there. And then he's going to go see Maria Felipe over in Burbank and do something out there. So... Be good to support him and check out his game.
0: Yeah, so we'll be there in April. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to um, go, Let
1: check us, us out.
0: Yeah, we'd love to uh, give you a hug and say thank you very much for listening to us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's a nice venue too. We've seen a number of people there.
1: Yeah, Gary did one of the most amazing succinct talks on a course of miracles that I ever heard. That I wish we had audio recorded to kind of drill in my own mind to be able to talk about it with other people. Just the way he did it was so like precise. Wow, he was plugged in. He really was that day. I think we're coming to a close on our episode and just want to remember that we can extend and increase love everywhere we go through our minds, connecting at the level of the mind and asking to forgive any kind of unconscious guilt over to the Holy Spirit so that our minds, body, spirit can be balanced and restored and ready to receive the Holy Spirit's message.
0: Well done, Stephanie. And as always, please visit us on the Course of Course website, courseofcourse.blogspot.com, and our Facebook page. Yes. And we look forward to bringing you the Course of Course episode 59 in a few weeks. Thank you very much, everyone. Have a great evening. Bye.